Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half dinosaur, half digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okie dokie. You know who we haven't checked in on in a while? Ryan. You know Ryan. They're that adventurer. They have that magical sword, and there's that evil wizard they never deal with. Yeah, exactly. Nothing but side quests. Well, I figured, since October and Fish are missing, we might want to do our own little side quest and check in on an old friend. Yes, we're back to me choosing who we spy on. We'll get back to the October and Fish story. Don't worry. All right, Crystal Ball, let's begin. I... Ah, I think this is the one. Okay, just gotta get a little bit over. Got it. Ryan is paddling away in a little canoe. They're still rocking that green cloak. Continuity is nice. And the largely important plot sword is also still around, which is probably for the best. They drift to a stop at a dock, which is conspicuously absent of other boats, considering the size of this island. I mean, the view is incredible, but it's small. So small, Ryan's already navigated the path to the town, and its droopy clock tower, and the person with a sash outside, town criering. Town crying? The poison lips of fate have once again kissed our pitiful town. Hark, hark! The dreaded lake land lake lake shark has struck again! It must be stopped. Who will be the hero we need? Oh, oh, our poor town, besieged on all sides by floods and monsters. It's a hard knock life. Uh, hi there. What's going on? Oh, As Ryan appears, the sash bearer quickly <laughs> switches sashes. Hello, constituent. Wait, you're not one of my constituents. Who are you? I haven't seen you around here before. That's probably because I'm just passing through. I like to travel. Oh. Then welcome, visitor, to the wonderful town of Burbleberg. I am Mayor Burblebard, Burbleberg's Burblemeister, and Burblecrier, and Burble Dentist. Wow, that's a lot of jobs. It is, it is. And I've tried to bring it up with Burble HR, but my letters get redirected back to me, and I don't feel. Wait, young adventurer, how did you get on this island? A boat? Do you still have it? Yeah, it's at the dock. Or at least what looked like the dock. I didn't see any other boats there. That's because we don't have any other boats. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yes, but you have a boat, so perhaps you can help us defeat the dreaded Lake Land Lake Lake Shark. The dreaded Lake Land Lake Lake Shark? Yes, the dreaded Lake Land Lake Lake Shark. It's a dreadful lake shark that plagues Lake Land Lake. 
Oh, so this lake is Lakeland Lake? Yes, and the lake itself is also dreadful. It floods the island daily. That's how we lost all the boats. They were swept away in last Tuesday's flood. Oh, that's awful. But now you're here, and you have a boat. So you can use your boat to hunt down the dreaded Lakeland Lake Lake Shark, and then use the shiny sword of yours to slay it. I'm happy to try to help you. I wouldn't want to slay the shark, but maybe I can find a way to better protect your island. Is the shark causing the floods? No, no, no. The dreaded Lakeland Lake Lake Shark and the floods are two totally unrelated but equally problematic issues. Oh. You see, every morning the town's burble farmers gather all the food out onto the food pier, which is the designated food storage area. Then, without fail, the dreaded Lakeland Lake Lake Shark swims by and eats all the food. So we have to spend a whole day rebuilding the pier and scrounging for food. Mayor Burblebard gestures to a long, thin pier jutting far into the lake. Right, right there. It's covered in burble workers patching up the many cracks and holes. Nice, isn't it? Have you considered not storing all your food on the pier? Well, it's the designated food storage area, so... But as mayor, can't you designate a new food storage area farther away from the water? Oh, I'd, I'd have to talk to the Burbleberg Burble Urban Planner for that. She's got another couple sashes behind her back, but she makes a show of looking around as if for some other civic officer that is definitely not also her. Okay. While you do that, how about I take a look around? See where I can help? That would be great! The dreaded lake land lake lake shark attacked the pier this morning and then swam back into the lake. I guess I'll head to the lake. Good luck, young adventurer! My name's Ryan, and good luck with the verbal urban planner. Oh. I'll need it. This town's a bureaucratic nightmare. Ryan steps away, and Burblebard quickly rifles through her sashes, puts one on, then assumes an obviously false thinking pose. A burble sash for every burble job. Hmm. Yes. Ryan hops back in the canoe and paddles out to the end of the dock. They float along on inertia once they pass into open water. Bare mountains ring the distant shore, made of beautifully vivid striated rock. Striated? Like, stripey. The island has trees, like tufts of fluff on thin, wobbly trunks, and the water is a soothing teal green. I have seen no lake sharks thus far, but there is like a giant orange buoy floating around on the lake. It's got a weird texture, like... Oh, okay. I think I see what's happening here. Pretty sure that's... That's the lake shark. But it's not a shark, it's a shark-sized goldfish. A big, sad, noisy goldfish. Ryan gives a quick paddle to approach. Hi there. Are you okay? Oh no, you lost your family? And you really miss them? Ryan puts a concerned hand on the goldfish's forehead and receives a nuzzle. Aw, I'm so sorry. Do you think they might be around? (coughs) But you're not scary at all. If you want, I could help you talk to them. (coughs) Yeah, I'd love to help you. (coughs) (laughs) Yes, right now. Let's go. (coughs) The goldfish swims in a happy circle around the canoe and offers their back to Ryan. (coughs) It would be efficient, I'll give you that. (coughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. 
Ryan slides from the boat onto the goldfish's back, gently clutching the large, floppy dorsal fin. The goldfish takes off, sending up a spray that sprinkles them both. Ryan smiles and leans into it, their cloak flapping behind. Show me where you used to live! They leave a wake as the goldfish zooms around the island. This place really is beautiful. What's your family like? (laughs) Cartoonishly loving, you say? So wait, how'd you get lost? A flood swept you away? Oh, you were smaller back then. That makes more sense. Aw, I'm sorry. But they probably don't recognize you when you try coming back. You're a lot bigger now. They think you're attacking the pier when you try saying hi. Well... You do destroy the pier and eat their food every morning. The food isn't supposed to be for you. Sorry. Well, how about when we get to your home, you can apologize. But first, you should stay out here in the water, and I'll go knock on the door and try to explain everything. Think that'll work? Great. And then we'll go back for the boat. I hear they're in short supply around here. They pull up near a house by the edge of the island, made of little square-edged branching towers. Ryan hops off neatly and walks up to the front, while the goldfish sinks down and out of sight. The door is opened by a generically young dude in gardening clothes. Hi, I'm Lad Burbleboy of the Burbleberg Burble Boys. Welcome, stranger. Would you like a slice of the pie I just baked? The secret ingredient is love. Hi there! I'm Ryan! That pie looks really good, but I'm on a mission right now. Maybe later, though? I have a bit of an odd question for you. Are you missing a goldfish? Uh, yeah, actually. Spotticus ran away when I was younger. Wait, how does a fish run away? Oh, there was a flood. Little guy jumped right out of their fishbowl and into the lake. I really miss Spotty. How little a guy was Spotticus, exactly? Well, gee, regular goldfish size, I guess. Well, I have some good news. I found them. Really? They're a little bit bigger now, but yes. A little bit bigger? A lot a bit bigger, actually. Here, how about I just show you? You have to promise not to run away. Why would I run away? Come with me. Ryan and Lad head out to the lake. Spotticus! <laughs> ah! The dreaded lake, 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 lake shark! Everybody run! Lad? Lad! Mr. Burble Boy! Hey! Ryan, watch out! Wait, why aren't you running? Why are you running? The lake shark! It's not attacking you! Or me! In fact, <laughs> they're just waving. Spotticus? It really is you! You came back! I missed you so much! I made so many pies hoping you'd smell them and come home! Ryan, thank you so much! You're both welcome. I need to figure out how to tell the rest of the town you're not the lake shark. You are the lake shark! Spotticus! You can't eat people's food off the pier! That's one of the reasons they're scared of you! You didn't cause the floods, did you? Okay, good. But still, the town is pretty upset with you. The Burble Urban Planner is going to try to scare you off for sure. And the mayor. Oh, they're the same person. So much and so little now makes sense. 
Landslide election, too. Oh, impressive. You want to go to the town hall and apologize for stealing the food. But you can't swim to the town hall. If you say so. Ryan and Lud head up towards the mayor. Spotticus swims, picking up speed, then makes a sharp turn and plows directly into the island. Wait! Spotticus! Oh no! Intentionally? Intentionally, with a titanic wriggle and the momentum, they propel themselves over the ground, digging a trench which fills with water behind them as they go. Spotticus quickly loses speed, and the last few pushes as they reach the clock tower don't make much of a mark on the island. Spotticus! You just dug a giant hole into the island! This will be hard to explain to the mayor. You know I love you, but you caused some serious damage to the Burble Street and the Burble Garden. So let's get the mayor out here and you can apologize to her. And so they trot and wriggle respectively up to the clock tower and go through the whole thing again with much emphatic body language from the mayor and two sash changes. What do you mean the dreaded lake land lake lake shark is actually really nice? Uh, we mean the dreaded lake land lake lake shark is actually really nice. Yeah, I thought we were pretty clear on that. But that lake shark stole our food. They thought you were putting the food out for them. Ah, uh, because of the long pier jutting out into the lake? Yeah. Well, I see. I told the verbal urban planner it was a bad idea. Maybe this will finally change her mind. Hopefully. She's made some strange choices for this town. You're telling me. But I guess that's who we voted for, right? Yep. Aren't you the verbal urban planner? What? Yeah, of course. Mayor Burblebart, the lake shark wants to apologize. They're really sorry. Right. But you have to promise not to attack them or run away or anything. Of course I'm gonna run away. I... <sighs> Are you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the land shark is a land shark! Hark! Hark! The mayor quickly changes sashes. The tall shadow of ruination has crept upon our... T- <clears throat> oh. Uh. Sorry. Old habit. She quickly swaps back to her mayoral <laughs> sash and approaches Spoticus. <laughs> it's, um, nice to meet you too. <laughs> I accept your apology for both the pier and the trench. <laughs> Though the verbal construction workers will not be happy when they find out about all this extra work. Look at the verbal garden. I can help fill the trench in, Mayor Burblebard. And bake pies for all the burble workers. Oh, you burble boys. All so sweet. Have you had one of his pies, young adventurer Ryan? Not yet, but I think now might be a good... Oh no! What's going on? A flash flood! The mayor switches to an orange high visibility sash. Quick, to the clock tower! This way! (laughs) Hold on. The water! All diverting through the trench. It's a verbal miracle. Spoticus, you've done it. Yeah, you saved the day. The water is going back into the lake instead of flooding the town. All because of your trench. I suppose you actually are really nice, Spoticus. This trench was a wonderful idea. Well, that's the flooding problem solved. And the dreaded lake land lake lake shark. And now there's only the boat deficit to deal with. Actually, I think Spoticus might be able to help with that, too. Is that so? I rode them back here. They can give people lifts on and off the island. Yeah, and it'd be a great way for Spoticus to make up for eating all the food. 
Well, what do you say, Spartacus? <laughs> Wonderful! Hop on! They jump out onto Spartacus's back, and all four of them slide down the watery trench, the human throwing their arms up as they enter the lake with a splash. And off they swim, into the sunset. Ryan's great. They always wrap things up so neatly. With October and Fish, we always end on a cliffhanger. But we'll get back to that plot next time. Maybe. I might have a little surprise in store for you. For now, let's stop. This has been a special crossover episode of Sidequesting and October Jones and Fish with Lakes. Written and produced by Dexter Lavery Calendar, Cal Manier, and Elizabeth Nyveen. Main theme music by Alexander Cruz. I come from a long line of rebel bards, you know. Music runs in the family. And having a lot of jobs. How many jobs do you have? <laughs> Isn't that a lot of work? Ah, yes. Civic toil, burdens reign unnumbered. Take their toll like, uh, oh, uh, something, runtered, bun, bunnered, plumber? Is it plumber? Like lightning and thunder? Ah, yes, perfect. Maybe you should be a verbal bard. The voice of the mayor was Zoe Bougeot. The voice of Spoticus was Tyson Fraley. The voice of Lad was Ezra J. Wayne. The voice of the narrator was Elizabeth Nyveen. The voice of Ryan was Tal Minir. Sidequesting is a fantasy podcast about avoiding the main plot. It follows Ryan, an adventurer who's willing to help just about anyone, as long as they don't have to deal with the big, scary wizard. There are two seasons out now. It's a warm haven of light-hearted storytelling, appropriate for anyone who could use a soft landing. October Jones and Fish with Legs is a fantasy adventure audio drama about a determined but misguided teenage girl and a blindly optimistic fish in high heels who go on a quest to save the world. It's a chaotic good series that flouts the forces of racist colonialism and makes critical yet hopeful commentary on the world we live in. And let me tell you, it's wonderful. Now I'll be seeing you, young adventurer Ryan. I must be back to pull some verbal teeth. So from us and IPM, have a bubble day. Bye. A lot of people remember what they dream about when they go to sleep. But what if you discovered you could move between the world of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamed about that night had actually happened. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure. And with the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a Dream Breacher. If that sounds like a dream to you, you are in luck, my friend. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>